All right, testing one, two, testing, testing one, two. Checkity check, 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 check. check totally check, 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 check totally check, check also. Check, yeah, I mean checkmate. That whoa, well, hey, that's I... it, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye bye. All right. We are back. We're better than ever. <laughs> well, we're back. Well, we're back. Are we going to go? We're going to go to this camera, right? That's what we're going to do. Yeah, do whatever. Yeah. Sure. Just do whatever. You know what? Just do whatever. You guys do you. We'll do us. None of that sounds right. It sounds like a 70s movie. They're just... not. Uh... <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the move. I'm hearing a little pulse something, but. It might be the might be that light water heater or, probably. Oh, water heater. I'm pretty sure that's a new musical on Broadway. Yeah, water heater. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to be what that is. This is why they pay us the big bucks, baby. I will say we're in a garage. We are in a garage. I mean, there's going to be planes, and we just roll. And maybe trains, automobiles, all kinds of dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. You hear the train, boy. That'd be something. <laughs> Not close. All right. We okay. All right. Then, then serious business because this is these are dramas. These are these are very serious. I mean, you know, as opposed to Star Wars, which which was. is very serious. <laughs> all of this is going to end up in here. By the way, this is all. All right. Hello and welcome to Countdown to Five. We will be doing mega thorough deep dives on every Indiana Jones movie, talking about the plots, discussing the filmmaking, the casts, the legacy, and of course. Finding time for bits. We do not follow maps to buried treasure, and X never, ever marks the spot. Paul Preston here with the Movie Guys, with my good friend and co-host Sean Blodgett of the monumental and irreplaceable Creative Motion Entertainment. <laughs> I, thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be back. I'm I'm super excited about being here, and I'm excited. I'm excited about Indiana Jones. Uh, I, I look. It is so great to be back here doing this with you. I'm super excited about this. I'm excited about the new Indiana Jones film. You know, it's funny. Uh, there's so much to talk about right out of the gate, but but excitement is the word. Yeah, and as of this taping, we are 21 weeks away from Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's 147 days, whichever sounds better to you. I think 21 sounds better than 147, but still I mean, it weeks. depends on if you like uh, a big number, but yeah. Still, it's weeks. It's too long. Yeah. That, that, which is why we do this. This will fill the time nicely. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that part of this whole thing is really about, you know, this setup, getting people ready, right? I mean, yeah. we want to be ready for the for this movie. Were we ready for, for number... For, well. Oh, if you don't know, we did Countdown to Nine. <laughs> we were counting down to the ninth Star Wars movie, Rise of... By the time it opened, we were ready. Yeah. We were psyched. We were, yeah. we were pumped. We were informed. We had revisited everything. Yeah. We were ready to go. There's so much to revisit. And it was okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So what can you expect here? We, we'll bring you... Oh, oh, okay. Is this my line? This is my line. I'm going to pick no, it up. No, it's not. Okay, good. Great. 
What can we expect here? What can we expect here, Paul? What can we expect? As I hinted, we will be bringing you film recaps, analysis, opinions, interviews, maybe a guest occasionally. Certainly uh, a certain archaeologist will be joining us at one point. Uh, jokes and more. There's a lot to go through to get you fully prepped to take in what we imagine is the finale of the Harrison Ford run as Indiana Jones, right? I mean, is he going to be like 110? And I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who He's knows? He's the watch that Belloc <laughs> buries in the sand. And the show's up later, right. anyway. <laughs> uh, and to begin, we have the pleasure of seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark on the big screen and, I'm so excited about this, projected on film, no less, at the New Beverly Cinema. And I'm I'm just so thrilled about this because I get to bring my 14-year-old my daughter who has never seen the movie. And so we're going tomorrow, actually, to mm -hmm. see the movie. We're all going to go. And it's going to be lots of fun to see what she thinks. Uh, it'll be neat to see it through like fresh eyes you know especially because we've grown up with this film what it means to us is... and if uh, and if you're telling me what you've told me before you're not just gonna find out you're gonna share with everybody what the kid thinks right yeah no I, I we're gonna have some new the cool thing about this is we've revamped this whole thing a little bit as you can see we're completely less prepared than last time yeah and <laughs> so we're we're really good gonna... you're editing that out right? oh i'm gonna <laughs> edit all that out i'm gonna leave every bit of it so, um no we are going to have some new segments on this in, in particular. I'm, I'm hoping to have a kid's corner with both of my kids. For sure, my daughter's going to see the movies. Uh, my son is going to is planning on seeing them. We'll, we'll see. He's 10, so you know we'll, we'll see if, if he gets freaked out by some of the visuals. I mean, he's a big uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan. Oh, you've so, seen a dinosaur eat somebody. So, yeah. That's fine. I mean, open the ark in front of the kid. No I, big thing. Yeah, I mean, faces melting, doesn't matter. And he's a big fan of behind-the-scenes stuff. That's like his thing. So I'm super excited about seeing it through fresh eyes and, and finding out what they liked about it and what they maybe didn't like about it. What's their take on it? And are are these films still relevant, you know, for this generation? I mean, we, we grew up with them. We've grown with them, right? You've watched them over the years. You watch them again and again. Are, you know, do they, do they stand the test of time? Well, this is why you're a good parent. Because, I mean... I saw Raiders of a Lost Ark on film in a theater, and now your kids, that's the first exposure to it. That's great. That's the way and that's it all. Be. If you don't know, the New Beverly Cinema is owned by Quentin Tarantino. It's a legendary second-run house. Well, not second-run, retro house. It shows classics every night of the week. Tarantino loved the place. The building was going under, so he bought it to make sure they stayed open. They were still going under. He said, I'll buy it. I'll run it. I'll program it. It'll be a lot of my own personal prints, or I'll get them from studios and make sure they're all filmed. So he does that uh, for everything and programs just beautiful stuff for everybody to go enjoy there. It's just the best. By the way, that is New Beverly Cinema, newbeverlycinema.com. If you'd like to go and buy your tickets there, the, the it's newbev.com. Newbev.com. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Woo! This is so big. All right, let's see here. Oh! I almost forgot. Okay, we t we touched on it. I did. We touched on it a little bit, but we did. We, we I guess in some ways we're we're kind of archaeologists too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of jumped into that. Anyway, we uncovered some some of these lost uh, films from Doctor Jones that apparently he he chronicles his own adventures. I mean, I, I so I'm excited about seeing those. Yes, they were. Uh, you would think locked in a box and tucked in a warehouse. But we found them, and we were lucky to have that footage. It'd be great to share that with everybody as yeah, the show's going really cool. with each film. Yeah. Uh, but we're here to get the boulder rolling, so to speak. So let's go back to the beginning, the very beginning in our time and space. If Sean and I were going to guide you through this look at the four major theatrical releases of Indiana Jones, we had no time to watch every episode of the young <laughs> Indiana Jones Chronicles. But that's uh, By the story. way, I'm going to jump in real quick. 
quick here and just say I in in preparation just for this episode I was like I should at least see a young I had never really watched Young Indiana yeah, Jones Chronicles. So I found it online mm-hmm. and I watched m- most of episode 1. And uh yeah, I mean, okay. All right. I, I know some so, people love it. <laughs> I know some people love it. It's it's fine. I think it's a fine thing. Uh, quick backstory tie yeah. into Star Wars. The producer of that, Rick McCollum, went on to, of course, produce the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's ironic or interesting that that the young Indiana Jones Chronicles also starts with a very young boy. Um, so. There you yeah, go. But he doesn't go to the dark side. He doesn't Thank go to the dark for side. For all of us. No, no. All right, well, enough about your seeing young Indiana Jones for the first time. Tell us about the first time you saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. Man, you know what's funny? I, I was I was looking through this. We were, we were working on this script, and I was like, I, I don't even know when I actually saw Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. Really? I, I, don't, I don't know if I saw it in a movie theater or if I, I – I mean, I must have seen it in a movie theater. It, I, that's my guess. It's weird. I don't have a, a direct memory, but what I do remember so much vividly is is that opening Paramount, mm-hmm. that whole that the whole opening sequence of Raiders of the Lost Ark to me is film perfection. Mm-hmm. It's cinema perfection. I know we'll get deeper into Raiders once we jump into that episode, but but seeing seeing all of that and seeing it unfold, and uh, when I was a kid, we. Uh, we got some, let's just say we got some copies of movies before you could get copies of movies. Really? And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, we were we were lucky enough to get those. And so that's that's m- most of my memory of Raiders of the Lost Ark is that. And then I remember when it actually did come out on, on I guess, VHS. I don't think it was beta. I think it was VHS. And <laughs> See, I, I know, am I so. dating myself? Lord. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember when it came out. And I Laser think- disc? Was it laser disc? I have a laser disc of Empire of the Strikes Back. Yeah. Empire of the Strikes Back. Empire. Well, that's the that's the pirate version of the Empire of the Strikes Back. No, um, and, and then the Jedi Returns. I've seen that trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> the Jedi Returneth. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, most of my memory of Raiders of the Lost Ark is really watching it on video, um, and watching it at home. Which, um, when DVD came out in the '90s, once again dating myself, uh, and we got to have widescreen. That was such a game changer to be able to see movies at home in their original wide format because we didn't get that, right? Yeah. You know, we were so used to the 4-3 pan, the pan and scan yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which was really honestly terrible. But yes. um, yeah, I mean, I remember being super into it. I remember loving it. I mean, of course, we all loved Han Solo, and so we fell in love with Indiana Jones. And... Um, I think even as a kid, I knew it was just, it was the perfect movie. Yeah. Yeah. In, in so many ways, at least for me. Well, it holds up amazingly considering it's 1981, but takes place in 36. Mm-hmm. So it looks great. Other movies from 1981? <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, you'll go back and revisit something. You're like, God, I love this movie. And you like pop it in. You're like, 10 minutes in, you're like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> the movie, guys, we have that quandary all the time. Watch it again. Or leave it where it was. Yeah, in your history in your, yeah. and in that. Yeah, I will say uh, a friend of mine has a theory about that, which is movies that we grew up with and continued to watch are different than movies that you watched when you were younger and you're like 20, 30 years later going to go. Oh, I'm going to pop that in. You're like, oh yeah, this is terrible because you didn't. <laughs> 
Because as you grew, you grew differently, yeah. I think. So, so I've had anyway. that even with like Funny Farm. Chevy Chase's Funny Farm. Yeah. I remember that movie being hilarious. Yeah. I watched it again. I'm like, that's some 80s timing going on there. They're mm. funny jokes, but they're not strung together in a particularly hilarious movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so what about you? Tell me about you. Well, I saw it in the theater. I will date myself. I saw Raiders of the Lost in the theater. I was very young. My brother took me, and I couldn't believe that I was watching Harrison Ford in another movie because I'd love so loved Han Solo for two films. Right. I'm like, he's doing something else, and it's this amazing. I thought he he's Han Solo, and then what? Who knows what else we'll get from him? Right. But what? And then it made for the next decade being amazing with Return of the, the Jedi Returneth, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doom Temple, and uh, the, the Final Crusade. They were so we got to watch all those for the next uh, decade, and that was great. So no, I was I remember specifically being upstairs in my house where my grandma lived mm. in her how and here second floor you know and just in the living room like walking around like oh my god and then and then, and then describing it and then the, the ball comes down and he runs from the ball and then, they, and then they're shooting at him and then they, you know it's like this one thing after another like it's nothing you'd ever seen people have delivered action movies but right. nothing on the level of raiders of the lost ark yeah. so for me it started a long love affair continues to, to this day to be my favorite film of all time the moment uh and, and I'm, i know we're getting ahead of ourselves but we always do that and that's fun um <laughs> The moment that that Indy comes out of the shadow, that very first moment we see him, that introduction really. Bum, bum, uh, bum, 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 yeah. Bum. And and he just he moves forward, you know, out of the shadow and we see him. It's just I feel like it's cinema history. Yeah. I feel like it's cinema history right there. And it's it's just such a beautiful it's it's just such a beautiful film. Framed by a historic cinema storyteller. Right. Know, and delivered the best way possible. I uh, I recently uh, heard, and I didn't know this story, um, but and many of you may may already know it, but I'll tell it again anyway, just to bore you. Um, <laughs> the the so they you know Lucas and, and Spielberg were in Hawaii, and you've heard this story, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're talking about what's next. Now, oddly enough, in my preparation for this, what happened was I found a Smartless episode. I don't know if you guys listen to that podcast, Smartless with uh, Sean Hayes and uh, Will Arnett and Jason well, Bateman. There it is. Yeah. Anyway, they had Steven Spielberg. Oh, and he, really? Yes. Wow. And I was like, oh, I gotta why? I gotta listen to this because we're doing this show. So I'm listening to it, and he told the story, which we've heard about them, you know, being in Hawaii, and that's where they talked about doing, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that stuff. What the stories I didn't hear was one. They started this tradition where they would build a sandcastle sort of near the edge of the of the uh, of the beach, and basically, um, if if you came back in the morning and your sandcastle was still intact, then your film was going to be a hit. <laughs> and right, well, of course, they were there. High tech stuff. High tech, out. high tech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The crystal ball. Um, anyway. They uh, that was of course Star Wars when they were there, where so, Lucas yeah. was hi- basically oh, no. hiding there. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he not was, wanting to see the return. Yeah, he yeah. did not want to know what was going on. And anyway, of course, they went down the next morning. Sandcastle was intact. A few hours later, he got the call. Star Wars is a huge hit, and you know the rest is history. And it, it, but it's it's right after that moment that they had the conversation of, well, what do you want to do next? And uh, Steven Spielberg said. Uh, I really want to direct a Bond movie. Yep. And uh, I and he said this in the Smartless interview. Uh, he said, actually, I had reached out to them several times, and they kept saying no. And then, of course, you know, George Lucas said, "Well, I have something better. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark." And uh, and anyway, 
but I, I love that story. I just think I just think that's such a fascinating. I mean, just like I remember when uh, Hanks and Spielberg made Saving Private Ryan. I was like, those two getting together. I mean, can you imagine if I was had more wherewithal as a young kid to realize the Jaws guy and the and, and the Star Wars guy were going to make a movie together, you know? And and it was right there in the poster. I mean, the poster for Raiders of the Lost Ark was Indiana Jones, the new hero from the creators of Jaws and Star Wars. They know, like, don't <laughs> they knew, fool around. They knew don't exactly. Fool around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, get that out because yeah, it was incredible. So, uh, did you ever dress up? As indie, Halloween or Comic Con or anything? I don't think I did. I mean, I, I'm sure I did playing and stuff like that, but I, I don't think I did too much. I, I had a few of the toys. They didn't have a big toy run within with the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was kind of that's true. It didn't take off like Star Wars. It didn't take off. Cards didn't yeah. take off like Star Wars. I think it's because they didn't want to like they didn't have as much you know the vehicles and all the offshoot. It's like yeah, eh, little it's... kids playing with Nazis. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Probably <laughs> not, nah, not. You know, not recommended. Yeah. Look, Bobby, I'm him <laughs> you know, good so, he was a yeah, Nazi. Yeah, yeah exactly huh. but i did it once for a, a halloween and I'll, it, this show is both an audio podcast and a video form on youtube so for those watching on youtube i will dress like indiana jones one of these episodes it's probably the awesome. for the one where i have the least to say so for crystal skull look for me dress <laughs> direct dress like indiana jones nice nice all right now you uh, have written a, a question down here that we should address and so i'll put it to you first why is this brand so meaningful you know, I think this is meaningful because of, of so many things. It deals with family. It deals with spirituality. It deals with the mysteries of the world. Uh, it deals with the history of, of the world, the history of religions, um, the impact that that's had on people's uh, belief and faith. I mean, it's one of the things that's interesting about the, the new trailer, which I know we'll, we'll chat about later, but I like that line that, that he says about it's not really about what you believe, but how hard you believe it. And I, I think that's a really beautiful line. And I think that's a good summary of at least thematically what the Indiana Jones character, I, I think, really discovers, right? I mean, how many real hero movies do we have? Now we have so many superheroes, it's like, uh, okay, whatever. Who cares? It's almost like white noise, right? But but when Indiana Jones came out, it was like this hero. He's a singular hero. He's the guy. I mean, I guess we had James Bond too. Mm -hmm. But he's very different than Bond. You know, he's he I guess he has his suave moments, but he's he's not really necessarily suave, I guess. I mean he's No. He's more just an everyman. He's who, dusty, yeah. dirty, filthy. He looks you look exactly as I as I imagined. Oh, the line is that uh, Katanga has there as about to board the boat. You look exactly as I imagined. Right, you. right. Before we go too far, too, one of the things I want to jump back and say that I'm excited about this series is uh, I realized that I've been such a George Lucas fan my whole life, but even though I love Steven Spielberg's movies, I don't really know much about him. I've never really Spielberg. Yeah, I've never I watched the Fablemans. For well, I did. I watched the Fablemans, <laughs> and I and I love that. Um, and there's some great stories with that as well. But uh, yeah, I, I don't really know a lot about him in terms of all the behind the scenes. I haven't watched lots of behind the scenes of of uh, all, all of these movies and stuff. So I'm looking forward to doing that because I I haven't watched that stuff. So huh? yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Just know it was. I do a podcast called the Ford Fiesta for the movie you guys as well. So if you love shows about Harrison Ford, this one we're covering every Harrison Ford movie he's ever done from right. Dead Heat and a Merry-Go-Round to Call of the Wild and eventually Dial of Destiny. So the 70s were basically Lucas and Spielberg 
and Coppola against the world. No one believed yeah. in anything they did ever, ever. And they fought and fought and fought and got the greatest masterpieces of our lives put on film. Right. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of stories to be told about how they had to, like, fight to get everything done. American Graffiti, nope. And so, you know, Coppola puts down the money to get that made. And then so later, Apocalypse Now, nope. Lucas is like, hey, I appreciate you. Help me out. I got Star Wars money now. Gets that made. Mm. You know, it's just like one thing after another. They just, I mean, after The Godfather, they go, I don't know if we trust you to make Apocalypse Now. Really? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, come on. So it's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, it is interesting how, how much those guys had each other's backs. That yeah. that part I do. Yeah, and to Palma and Milius, yeah. they all were a, a circle of guys getting stuff done, you know, right. but perhaps don't see anymore. So we're going to talk about the industry impact and the cultural impact of all these films. So I'll jump into my thoughts on, like, you talk about spirituality. You're a more spiritual guy than <laughs> I am. I am not a religious dude. Um, it's interesting to see a movie take on religion in a plot line. I think Da Vinci Co. has done it recently, but not a lot of them do it. They kind of steer clear and maybe come up with some kind of uh, not you know bible story to to tell right um but ford has had a history with this obviously you know hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster as your sidekick <laughs> so this is his nice thing pull. so nice uh, pull. <laughs> yeah but by the end he's it's true all of it yeah the jedi the, like so he makes mm. this you know whole circle and uh, he kind of does it here too you know at the mm. top indies like fortune and glory kid and by the end of temple of doom he's like i understand its power now you know, and he's, he's bypassed the... So it's good to see him take those sort of spiritual journeys, which are cool. And The Last Crusade, of course, he's got to be the guy to get to the cup. And it doesn't involve beating people up. You know, those yeah. three challenges he does are all sort of spiritual. Right. Um, and he and Marcus, to your point, make take the time to make the CIA guys understand. First of all, the CIA guys, this is the greatest thing in the world. Every movie needs to do this. I don't know if you saw Black Adam... No, but I didn't terrible. see that yet. Yeah. Like, they just, they kept introducing things halfway through the movie. Like, oh, you know, he controls the army of the dead. He does? Oh, you know, he meant to die so he could go and become more powerful. He did? Like, none of this, like, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, CIA guys, this is how the arc works. This is what happens if he doesn't, if Hitler gets it. All right, go. Right. And we get it. Right. And we, everything's explained, you know? Right. So anyway, they do take well, the time. Well, it's the foundation of, a, of storytelling, right? Yeah. I mean, you you know, you have your setup. I mean, it's like joke telling, right? So you're set up in your punchline, but it's the same with drama, right? You need to have your setup and you need to have your delivery. So it's like, here's where we're, here, here's where we want to go. Now here's the adventure. Yeah. I know? just see the, that's one of the cleanest ways to do that. Everything's laid out. The book, and didn't you go to Sunday school? Every, you know, all of it. Um, and you can see <laughs> that he and Marcus respect religion, even though he's, and this is, I, I always find something different every time I watch this movie and I will tomorrow as well. Something new will happen. One, one time it was to see how pained Indy's face is looking at the Cobra. I always knew that he froze, but there's a shot where he's, he's making the most pained, like face. It's hilarious. Yeah. And there was another time when you talk about taking moments, he, when they uncover the Ark in the Well of Souls. He takes a moment, puts his hands on it, and it's a good 10 seconds where he gets to have it before he kind of snaps out of it and goes, we got to get this out of here. Yeah. You know, he has that with like, my life's research and mm -hmm. studies and risking my life has led to this. You know, they always take those moments. And, um, yeah, so they take the moment to explain all this kind of stuff out in the movie, too, and uh, it's important. Do you think that this series of movies would have been as successful had Tom Selleck played the role as originally intended have you seen the uh the yes. footage yes yeah i mean it's good it's magnum 
You yeah, know, he's, like, <laughs> he's like the, the, the piece I saw. He's like literally t- he just takes his jacket off and does. It's, it's I need like, to yeah. get that piece, Mary. You know, like he's, yeah. it's a different tone. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a yeah. I mean, and I love Tom Selleck, but I, I absolutely. Yeah, but, but yeah, I was like, man, I was looking at that recently, and I, I I thought to myself, if this had happened, I don't think this would have been the hit. Yeah, that he's, it, he's almost too charming, and it almost would have been one of those things maybe that that might have been still a box office success for its day. But wouldn't still be with us today. I th- I think. Yeah. I could be wrong, but we'll and that's never, we'll never gr- know. <laughs> and that's what's great about uh, this being a film and have it, having it locked forever, uh, because it's a constant reminder to movie lovers of the future. The exceptional talent coming together with with smart movie. This mm-hmm. can what this for the masses can do. Back in the day when this came out, the best movies of all time were the most popular movies at all time mm-hmm. they like actually better put that the other way the most popular movies were the best movies right rocky godfather empire strikes back star wars the sting these were good movies making money now it's like which pirates of the caribbean sequel is in the top 20 movies of all time right. one of them it's on stranger tides kids and you've forgotten what happens in that movie anyway right you know or which transformers sequels in the top 50 movies ever made and the number one movie of 2009 if you if you considered Avatar made most of its money in 2010. It's Revenge of the Fallen. Hmm. What? You know, like, mm-hmm. but back in the day, the best movies, you know, were like Inglorious Bastards should have probably been the number one movie of 2009. Up should have, <sighs> Up made a ton of money, but it should have made even more. Like, the best movies should also be um, at the top. And this was an era when it was. So Raiders was like, this is one of the best movies ever. It's, and everybody loves it. There's a, that can happen, and I'm glad it's on film for everyone to see. It could happen again. Yeah. So I, right. I just love these movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there, I, I think there's so much to love about them. I, like I said, I'm super excited about revisiting them. I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark more recently than the others, uh, but I'm excited about watching it again. I haven't seen Temple of Doom in forever. Mm. Um, I've probably watched Last Crusade more as I've gotten older. Um and I'm excited about watching Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again because I think I only actually saw it once. And, you know, the interesting thing is um, the folks I went with to see it so quickly started to, to sort of not suspend their disbelief, even though they were also Raiders fans and Indiana Jones fans and all this stuff. But they were very quick watching the movie to laugh at it in the movie theater as i think some audiences did maybe many <laughs> i mean i didn't say a thing but my friends were looking at me the whole movie going is he enjoying this yeah uh, and then afterwards i went this was not a good movie in fact i'm using this podcast and the ford fiesta as a way to hopefully like that movie my goal through all this through journey you know through the ford fiesta as well watching harrison ford and all these movies by the time i get the crystal skull it's like i'm watching forward in this and how is he doing because everything else uh, i tried to watch it a second time and i went back in the theater and i kind of snuck in after iron man i think <laughs> a second run <laughs> of like, iron man you're like i know i'm not gonna pay this uh, right uh, so price i went in, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the quicksand scene and i went i can't do this yeah <laughs> the quicksand quicksand uh, yeah uh, so yeah. i had, to, I had yeah. to leave and i just real quick i want to say i actually don't hate the alien stuff no. in that i i'm fine with that I actually think it even ties into, certainly ties into a religious thing, because there's plenty of people that think like the Book of Ezekiel is all about aliens and whatever. So you know, oh. yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, 
whatever, whatever. If any of that, no, I think you know. Indiana Jones in the Shadow of a Mushroom Cloud and Indiana Jones in the Shadow of a Spaceship are both really cool. I had no problem with that. It was the getting there that just involved so many dopey scenes. But yeah. again, I hope to change my mind on that. So if you talk about things I would, that I love, hate, or would want to change about these movies, I would want to change most of Crystal Skull. But, uh, and I could see it leaning towards Goofy with Last Crusade 2 as much as is good in that movie. The tapestries scene? He has to play a character? He never plays a character. He just punches people and gets and does what he wants to do. So those are things I would change. Um, but it doesn't stop me from liking Last Crusade. There's so much of that in Crystal Skull that it stopped me from liking it. We'll see right, if that right. changes going forward. I will say in, in the deep dive we're going to go into, and I'm going to watch as much of these behind the scenes and stuff as I can, because, again, I don't remember watching any behind the scenes that much as a kid. I, it wasn't as available as, like, the Star Wars behind the scenes was. Like, you could get, a, you could see that, but, you know, the Raiders and, and Temple of Doom, that just wasn't as available because, of course, we had VHSs and maybe you had HBO and maybe there was something on there but i'm i'm excited about learning more about how these films came about how the stories came about if that if any of that's in there because uh, i feel like there obviously was a process I, I was talking with a friend of mine today who told me this whole story about kingdom of the crystal skull that it was supposed to have originally it was supposed to have Sean Connery and of course by that time he was retired and so he had bailed and so they ended up just sort of keeping the concept of this missing character and it just made it some random person and it's like well we don't care about that random person talking we, about mac yeah 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 who, yeah, yeah who cares and and uh but i will say just real quick on kingdom of the crystal skull i actually think shia labeouf was probably the best performance in that movie Ooh, all right i'll rewatch for that as well yeah hmm, okay yeah i mean interesting the scene where he's in the tomb wherever they break in and you know and, and that's where his where, where Mac was held or whatever. I mean, he he genuinely loses it in that scene, and and you get the sense that that this man was a father figure to him, and that he loved him, and I, I thought he played it well. All right, yeah. I'll keep my eyes open yeah. for for that, enjoying yeah. him because I look, I do I'm a fan of the Labuffasance that's currently going on. What's the movie called? Honey Boy that he was oh, in? Oh yeah, the yeah, Peanut yeah, Butter yeah, Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, yeah. And it, these other films he's showing up in, he's great. Right. Um, then it was like he's still coming off trying to shed Transformers, but didn't have much else to get to. So yeah. back then he's in the middle of Transformers. Mm -hmm. He's not quite found himself as an adult actor right. who could choose whatever he wants to do, which now it seems like he follows in the wake of McConaughey and right, does. Right, so right. the other thing is when I watched Crystal Skull, a friend of mine said his son was watching it and just stood there with his eyes wide and his mouth open at the screen, just loving it. And I'm like, have I aged out of these? And the only problem I have with that theory is I thought Raiders of the Lost Ark aged me up to its weight class of where it was. You know, like that movie was so smart and so interesting, and so adult and so the product of the 70s uh, filmmaking style, you know, that I thought I that no, I couldn't I can't be aging out of it when I had to be older to as a young person to appreciate how cool Raiders was, you know, the two goofy things in that to get the hanger and the that monkey who goes Heil Hitler. That's it. Everything else is really played straight, you know, more or less. There's so much to to say about that comment because yeah, we have aged and we we are in a different space. That's one of the reasons I'm excited about my kids seeing this because you know, it's like Phantom Menace. My son likes Phantom Menace. He thinks Jar Jar Binks is funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, that and that's lots of kids by the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't speak to me. Right. Um same for Crystal Skull, you know, is this 
you know, the monkey swinging and all of this crazy, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, even the more, you know, talk about it, it's like, okay, I know those are going to be some painful moments, but, <laughs> you know, but at, at the same token, seeing it through fresh eyes, you know, is this something that was made not necessarily for us, which by the way, is something I want to say is looking at Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, who go on, <laughs> who is this movie made for really? When you really pause to think about this, when was Crystal Skull? 2002? Three? Eight. Eight? Yeah. Was yeah. it eight? Oh was my eight. God. Okay, I really got that wrong. We'll <laughs> cut that part out so I don't look like a complete idiot. Or we'll keep it in. Maybe it's funny. Um, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And, and, you know, so the question is with a movie like this, who is this movie for? Not to mention the fact that this is now owned by Disney, completely or just partially. Yeah, Lucasfilm owns... is a is a well, Lucasfilm is a Disney property. So right. So I wasn't sure if Paramount owned part of it because of the distribution. Yeah, I don't know who's distributing it actually. So. Yeah, because you can't. I don't think you can watch these movies on Disney Plus. You can't currently. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's just the licensing agreement or what's going on there, but. My my point is, you know, you've got this, you know, we're going to pay $4.08 billion for Lucasfilm. All right. And then it's like, okay, well, we've got these IPs, and they're basically sort of aged IPs in some ways, right? Star Wars kind of had aged at that point. You know, certainly Indiana Jones had, right? Um, So who is this movie for? Is this movie really going to be for the fans? Is this going to be a movie that's trying to reimagine where Indiana Jones had been so that okay we're gonna we're gonna tap on these little stories here and there and then later on we're gonna have some offshoot movie that's gonna involve those characters and that moment and I don't know so well I think with the Quanissance which is also happening with Kihai Kwan I, I you just take give him the indie mantle and go were you the one who posted the thing uh, somebody made that poster of yeah, him yeah fake poster yeah. about a disney what, plus series the what was adventures it called? of short round or yeah the like adventures that. of yeah. short round yeah disney do it it's great yeah i mean i i would love to watch the adventures of short round and honestly i think he would be amazing given ford's age this has got to be for the fans they, they're not rebooting a franchise and looking to make another you know trilogy so uh <laughs> I don't. They're, 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 I mean, I, I think, I, I think that's a, that's a, a hopeful statement. Really? <laughs> I do. Well, they're not rebooting it with him. Yeah. Well, so, I, well, I mean, this one would be for us. I maybe, think. maybe rebooting is not the right word in this instance because I know that Harrison Ford has made it very clear he doesn't want anybody else playing Indiana Jones. So you know, will the torch be passed to? That's why you do short round because it's not Indiana Jones, right? It's, it's short round, but, it, but we but get the same kind of adventures. But it's a character we love, as opposed to and, and a character we know, right? As opposed to this new character who we don't know. Now she may be great in the film, and I'm I'm excited to see what her character is going to be. But wrap this up, then go back and do the young Abner uh, Ravenwood, uh, whatever series adventures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do Ravner Ravenwood? He was a actually. Young kid. That's interesting. Yeah, we don't have to deal with Indy. We have to deal with any of that. It's a whole new beast. That's yeah. been kicked. Are around. you guys writing this down out there? You're writing this down. <laughs> but uh, I did get the uh, for those of you watching the video. I did get Empire Magazine. They got a great shot of Indy in New York. Come on, this you might want to turn it that way too. This thing, the, the deal with 
the franchise mm-hmm. is much like Ghostbusters. When Ghostbusters came back in the 2016 version, and it was still in New York, and it was still trying to do the same things the previous mm. movie did, no, get in a new place. So Ghostbusters Afterlife moves the whole thing to the Midwest. We get new excited eyes and people, right. and it does well. So I think taking it out of everywhere we're familiar with and putting part of it, at least, in New York. And also, if this is time travel, which it might be, or it might be flashbacks, we've seen the de-aging of Harrison Ford in the trailer, we're going to see, hopefully, a lot of this lost time when Indy was just going, Indy versus the Nazis for all of World War II. There was a right. whole bunch of World War II missing right. from his storyline after right. Crusade and before Crystal Skull, where who knows what went on. So I'd love to go back and see some of that, yeah. as long as the technology doesn't, doesn't distract me, and then see what wrap everything up here in the modern times. Yeah, I'm excited. I like the uh, I like the new trailer. I think it looks beautiful. It's a little... It's a little uh, oh, that's what I was going to just touch on real quick. Something we may or may not include in this, but I think we have to right out of the gate just talk about how do we feel that Steven Spielberg is not directing this? Fine by me, because Crystal Skull didn't work for me. So bring in James Mangold, who made 310 to Yuma, Logan, The Wolverine, Ford versus Ferrari, Copland. I mean, he's great. So yes, please, I'll, I'll take a new fresh take on the whole franchise. And Janusz Kaminski is not the DP. Is that correct? I don't know. We'll have to find that out. Did he out. shoot Crystal Skull? I mean, look, Douglas Slocum shot the first one. So oh, interesting. We have been without him since then anyway. And, uh, yeah, Crystal Skull, I don't know. If Too much CGI, too much. Go go to the desert. Get dysentery. That's what they did in the first movie. They went to <laughs> Tunisia, for the love of God. Get out of the green screen. So hopefully, yeah, they, they get someone who just goes out. And shoots on location. Okay. I, I, you, you have sold me on the fact that Steven Spielberg is not directing he's, this. He's producing. You he, know. he is. He's an EP. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll he'll definitely have his, his say in, in the matter. Yeah. So I, I, I will look forward to James Mangold's take. And there, this is going to be John Williams' last hurrah. Okay. So John Williams has been going around doing Q&As with Spielberg for the Fablemans saying stuff like, I may have spoken too soon. A day without music <laughs> is like a day wasted. And he literally said that. And so mm. I, I, th- I don't think he's done. Great. Good. And he- now Spielberg jokingly said, oh, I got to come up with another movie to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yes, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Great. All right. So come on back to Countdown to Five. As you can see, we have varied opinions are all over the place on different things. Some of them we probably share with you. Some will be fresh for you. Uh, but either way, we're going to post in the middle of every month, to the best of our ability, uh, the last show will be mid-June before the Dial of Destiny. And besides these profiles of the past films, we'll keep you up to date on what's doing with that as well. Dial of Destiny updates as they go yeah, and uh, as the events unfold. Our pledge to you, we're not coming from a know-it-all place. and We're like you. We like some of these movies. We, we have things we don't like. <laughs> and we have an array of perspectives as well. Uh, but always guaranteeing good listening for you uh, and hopefully something to look at. I don't know. Do I need to go to the gym? Leave it in the chat. Let me know. Uh, if you followed the movie, guys, for any amount of time, you know I'm also good for a solid helping of bits. So we'll have that. We'll bring you things you're not going to get in any other Indiana Jones podcast. So if you're excited to make one of your own, just join us here. Don't do your own. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't do your own. <laughs> Copycats. Uh, we want to bring you things you, you're not going to get in any other Indiana Jones podcast. So keep coming back here. And that's us, Paul Preston, Sean Blodgett. You get what we're about. Come back monthly. and We'll cover the, the film franchise. In fact, our next episode, we'll kick things off properly with a show dedicated entirely to Raiders of Lost Ark, which this one had a lot of that in it because I, any we conversation I have, I yeah, talk about Raiders of the Lost right. Ark. Yeah. 
But we're going to go chronologically. So after that, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And we're going to talk about Dial of Destiny as our final episode after it's released and after we've seen it. So we can all chat about that one as yeah, well. For sure. In the meantime, follow us Facebook.com, Countdown to Five, and at Countdown to Five on Twitter and Instagram. And this podcast will be everywhere iTunes, YouTube. Um, everywhere. Why it'll I, be everywhere? You'll be amazed. <laughs> everywhere you can, because you put it on Podbean, then they'll send it everywhere. Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, it's, Castro, yeah. Cast, Podbox, whatever, Honestly. all of them. And of course, you can find everything I'm up to at themovieguys.net. We cover all manner of movies there, podcasts, my appearances on other shows around the web, reviews, articles, and more. And, uh, Everything about the Ford Fiesta is there as well, where we stream every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, coming up, talking about a different Harrison Ford movie every week, and those shows get edited down to an audio-only podcast that gets put out as well. Uh, you can check me out, creativemotionentertainment.com. Uh, you can also go to my website, seanblodgett.com. You know, you can find me. Uh, I'm a media producer, director, editor, filmmaker, actor. I've known Paul for a long time. And the reason I'm doing this with Paul Preston is because this is the man. This is the man who knows things about movies. Yes. And it'd be fun. A and it'd be fun. One day he just called about this before we did Countdown Tonight. <laughs> He's like, I think it would just be fun if we did something. So here we are. I think the plug signals, that's the wrap on episode one. Well, not our coverage of the first episode of Indiana Jones movies. That's next month. But that's episode one of our show. You know what I mean. Until yeah. March, we have a lot to do. I hope we can pull this off. Come on. Show a little backbone, will ya? So it starts with music, which I enjoyed the music, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember what I what that one cue was, but it was we'll... creepy. It was like burr. it was like a take on that. <laughs> like, it was creepy. Burr. It was it was it, it had this went... like sound to it. It, was, and... it had a, it had a uh, <laughs> opening the arc vibe. Right. Yeah. yeah the. Alright, just use that. We don't even have to pay any royalties. See, it's very difficult to get those notes, I'm just saying. <laughs> There's your post-credits tag. That's right. That's my post-credits tag. Hey!